University of Notre Dame proudly presents its marching band, the Band of the Fighting Irish. Ah, yes, as you heard in that song, the Irish 12 and 0 are undefeated playoff bound. What's up, everybody? I am your host, as always, Mitchell Manis. I am joined by Jack. Hello, everyone. He's here. Uh, Notre Dame, 12 and 0. No one said that they could do it. I did. Except I, I this guy right here. I didn't say that in the beginning of the year, but I'm very happy they are. What were your expectations going into this year? Um, I didn't really have. What were they last year? Ten and three. I don't know. I would have expected yeah, ten and three. Yeah, we we beat LSU in the Citrus Bowl. Nice. And yeah, wow. It's, it, it, I was expecting the same. I don't know. Notre this we just finished the Notre Dame ended about an hour and a half ago. They defeated the USC Trojans, uh, twenty four seventeen. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, pretty much secured their spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, as the announcer said, and I agree. I biasly agree that the uh, there's really no way that they get left out being undefeated. Yeah, we will. Uh, we're gonna get into it in a little bit here. Jack and I really don't have an itinerary this episode. We're kind of just throwing this together. We have no preparation at all. It's gonna be bad. It might not be very good at all. <laughs> it probably won't be very good. We're gonna probably get. No, nah, we'll be great. We'll be great. We're going to get more things wrong than we normally do. Yeah. And it'll be choppy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but we're just, we're professionals. Not really. I'm a professional now. Uh, so I'm getting better at it. And uh, we're going to throw it together. Guest. I'm really mad because the last time, not the last time, I guess we did the NBA one, but the time before that, it was week one, I think, when we did it over Skype and it got deleted or something or... There was a lost. There was a lost episode that Jack just. But I thought that episode was so good. <laughs> My notes were so good. I was making great points. Well, but I yeah, don't, that'll it's never gone forever. And even if it was, we wouldn't upload it anyway because it has no rel- relevancy right now. Yeah, it's about week one of the season. It was Stardom Sidham, and I said start Gronk. Yeah, that was great advice. Great, good one, Jack. And start Cam Newton, I think, or something. I don't know, but it was good. I, I had some good stuff. It's yeah. all right. We've got many. We've got a lot of stuff ahead of us, uh, especially on this improv episode. Yes. Um, I.E. The I.E. The improv episode. <laughs> I get. I guess we'll start off with college football. Sure. Because we kind of, you know, intro, 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 oh, I can't even speak now. Introduce the episode with that. Yeah. Uh, who do you think? Well, we're, we're recording this. This is the end of the regular season. We still have the conference championships to go next weekend, right. but. Uh, as it's if you're on the committee right now, who who is your top four? Uh, well, one is pretty easy. I mean, you gotta go Rutgers, and then two, I'd uh, sneak probably Texas State. Yeah, they had an impressive end of their season. Let's have two Big Tens in Illinois as well. Yeah, probably throw Duke in there. We saw them play live. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're actually not that bad though. The other teams we've mentioned are horrible. Did you see uh, the crowd today? What game? It was Duke-Wake Forest. Literally no one in the crowd. <laughs> I'll show you a picture right now, but yeah. There was, like, the seats were just, like, completely empty. That's not good. I mean, that's probably what I expect. 
It's just all blue. Yeah, because like a meaningless game between Wake and Duke, like I guess no one cares. And this is when? Today. Just before the kickoff? Yeah, just before the kickoff. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah, that, horrible. That, that's pretty bad. There's like not even – it doesn't look like there's 500 people on those stands. Yeah. <laughs> that's really bad. Uh, all right, but anyway. Yeah, back to the question. Well, so we – it just depends what ha- what happens. I think – to the uh, the Michigan law, the Ohio State win today kind of simplifies it, simplifies things. I think it complicates things. Oh, why would it simplify things? Well, it simplifies things that uh, if Michigan, Michigan's out now, if Michigan that that makes it more complicated. If Michigan won, then everything would have just stayed the same that it has been. It's been the same four since they started the the rankings in like week eight or nine. That's true, but I'm just thinking. So right now, there's five teams in contention to make it to the playoff. I think there's six, really. You, you think Oklahoma has a chance? I thought you were not counting Georgia, just assuming the. I was kind of, oh, oh, so you think. What do you mean? You think Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma, those six have a shot to get in. Yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah, they're, the, they're the, every team with one loss or less. Yeah. I just think Oklahoma has an outside shot just because of... Because of the Big 12? Yeah, because of the Big 12. So... The Big 12 hasn't really impressed me. So I'm just... So I just assume that you think it'll be... It depends. It depends what happens. It depends if... If, if Ohio State wins... Against okay, Northwestern. Yeah, I think it's just complicated because if Ohio State wins... They're Big 10 champions of one loss. They'll get in. Well, but not what necessarily. If, but actually. what if Georgia beats Bama? Well, that's that, who are they going to leave out in that case? If Georgia beats Bama, that'll just make things. Uh, that'll be the most complicated scenario. Right? Are they going to? Because assuming Clemson went, Clemson does, might not win. But if, Clemson if, plays Pitt if, in the if, ACC championship. If Clemson if wins, they have an outside shot of winning the game. But if they beat Pitt, um, they're in. They have to be in. They're thirteen zero. Conference champions. What Notre if Clemson? What if Clemson loses to Pitt? Then I think they're out. It's just it's too competitive with these top six. I think they're going to be bounced. Uh, I don't know. I here's what I think. Okay. I think I didn't even say anything, but go. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I think Alabama is as of right. Like no matter what happens, they're they're they're, they're, they're in. in no matter what. Yeah. If they lose to Georgia, they're going to be in. And if Georgia wins, they're going to be in too. They're not going to leave Georgia out. SEC champs beat Alabama 11 and 12 and 1. They're not going to leave them out. That's what that's the same thing that happened last year, right? Didn't didn't Georgia yeah. did Georgia win the SEC championship last year? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be the same thing as last year. And they the Alabama was in last year and they're more they're more dominant this year than they were last year. So, they're not going to leave them out. Alabama is in no matter what happens. Yeah. So and Notre Dame is in no matter what. Yeah, the the Notre Dame has been in the in the top four every single time, right? They're this in. year, yeah. There's no and they they, they yeah. There's no way Notre Dame and Bama are already in. If Clemson wins, they're in. If they're out, if I mean sorry, if they lose to Pitt, then I don't know. If if it comes, I think they're gonna. I think they're done. If, if it comes lose. down. Because really, they didn't like. Who's their best win? Clemson. 
Boston College. Right. Syracuse. Did they play Syracuse? They played. They, they barely did. beat Syracuse. They, they did. Yeah. These teams aren't great. I think that they're probably gonna. They're probably not gonna be in. Okay. Well, assuming, they lose. assuming they win, which, which I think I, I think <laughs> Jack has an outside chance of going to that game. Probably not. It's a I, shame. It's lucky. I think it's likely to happen. Why do you think it's likely? You know, you gotta think positive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I th- they're gonna win. Sorry, but probably. if it comes down to uh, Oklahoma and Ohio State, if you had to pick between those two teams, who would you have in Ohio State? Why? Just because they have impressive wins. They blew out Michigan today. That's very impressive. 62 to 30-something. 30 39, I think. Um, that is the most points Michigan ever let up, I think. I think it's second most in school history, most Harbaugh's ever let up. By the way, uh, Urban Meyer is 7-0 and versus Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh is 0-4 versus Ohio State. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh yeah. Uh, it doesn't make me respect Urban Meyer anymore. Oh no, I hate Urban Meyer, but I'm just saying. That's, that's just... How many people in the country likes Urban Meyer? Everyone in Columbus, Ohio, and that's it. I don't even know if they do. Um, what were we even talking about? Oh, why, I think Ohio... why? Yeah, why you think Ohio State is better than Oklahoma? I just think they've had more impressive wins. The Big Twelve doesn't really impress me. That's probably the second worst conference. The Big Ten is better out of than the, the Big out of the Big Five big conferences. Five. No, out of all the conferences in the whole country, <laughs> Big Twelve is the second worst. But out of the Power Five, it's probably it's it's the second worst in my opinion. I don't know. ACC is not great either. Whatever. Other than that, like the Big Ten is like the second best conference. Is the second best conference. And to win that is assuming Ohio State wins. To win that, have wins over Michigan, Penn State. Yeah. Well, they didn't blow up. They didn't blow up. Rutgers. That's that's pretty impressive. Um. Well, do they play Michigan State? Uh, probably. They're in the big Big Ten East, so yeah, probably. So they beat them. Yeah, their defense has not looked great as Ohio of late. Except yeah. hey, so Ohio State looked pretty bad. Did you watch the game against Maryland last week? They did not deserve to win that the game. End. They barely squeaked that. Uh, squeaked out of that one. Yeah, but I just I think this win and then a. A solid win against Northwestern in the uh, in the Big Ten championship would solidify them. Well, I mean, this is I don't know. I think a win. I think Oklahoma beating Texas in the Big Twelve championship is more impressive than beating Northwestern in the Big Ten championship. I yeah, that also makes it interesting because Oklahoma's only loss was to Texas, and if they beat Texas, then, 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 like then they they're split. split. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. That's I tough. just love watching Kyler Murray play over like I just think he's so exciting to watch play. Yeah. Like that we watched the we didn't get to see all of the Oklahoma West Virginia game. It was last night on Friday. Uh we're recording this on Saturday, so we watched it on Friday. Yeah. And he had this amazing run in the first half and it was he's so fast and Yeah. I don't know. He's really fun to watch. So I'd wanna see him play I think it's really close if it came down to those two teams, which it seems like the most likely scenario that the committee will have to decide between those two teams. And uh, I don't really know who they're going to pick. I mean, they have – they had Ohio State at 10. Like, they're I mean, I know this means nothing now because games happen and things change, but Oklahoma's was uh, sixth, I think, in this past week's playoff rankings. 
and now Ohio State was 10. And they're obviously they're going to move up now because they beat the number four team, uh, Michigan. So, yeah, I don't know. One last note that we'll close out our college football talk on is UCF. What do they got to do? They have to schedule tougher out of conference play next year. Yeah. If you're their their best wins were Pitt, <clears throat> Pitt, Cincinnati. They barely beat Temple. They just I mean, yeah, they're whatever. They went they're going to be or they did win. They're back to back undefeated years, yeah. But like the AAC is not like it's child's play there. Like there, it's your if your best win is against Pitt. Like that's not that does not say much about your team. I guess it really doesn't mean that as I'm much. I'm not saying like even if they did. I'm not saying they're bad. Like they're they they could be of the same caliber as these teams we're talking about to get in the playoff. But they just the, how college football works. Like they got to prove it against tough tough competition, and they haven't done that. So I mean I I can't. I can't justify putting them in the playoff or bumming them up. Like, they, they have to schedule tougher teams. Like, leave the AAC or s- schedule tougher teams to play out of conference. Yeah, if they could just get, like, I don't know, not even, not even like, a team like Bama or, like, Georgia, but if they can get, like, I don't know, Michigan State or Auburn maybe. Yeah. So, even, like, that. that's still a formidable opponent, but... But that's also gonna be tough for them because, like, why would Auburn or Michigan State want their out of conference play to be against UCF? They're out of the if they're in the AC and the SEC, like, their in conference play is already tough enough. They probably want some some guaranteed wins out of conference. Yeah, they're. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe go for teams in like the Pac twelve or Big Twelve. Yeah, maybe play Oregon or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's gotta be tough, but. Uh... It's just it's just tough knowing that you if you even if you win every single game we just have no chance and which only like teams in the big conferences have a chance really yeah. so that this is and Notre why, Dame that's why Notre is Dame why, is the exception this is why the playoff must be eight teams would you put UCF in if there was eight teams yeah I mean I think I told you but me and my friend we were going over how if it were to expand to eight teams how we would map out is that. Five of the eight would be reserved for conference champions of the of the Power Five, and then the sixth goes to the best. Wait, he thought of this. The sixth goes to um. Isn't there like there's a Power Five and there's like a f- five conferences that are like considered like just below that. Whatever. If there isn't, just the sixth goes to like the best team out of like the non-Power 5 conferences. And then, like, 7 and 8 goes to, like, the two at large just, like, of the Power 5. Two teams in the Power 5. I guess so. But if you look at, it, like, what the committee had in their college football playoff rankings, uh, UCF was 9. They're not even in the top 8. I know, but, like, this way, it would de- it would be designed that, like, it's I guess. more spread out. But if you look, like, who would be your top 8 right now? If it was eight, this my top year. eight, or if it were designed the way I just said it, who would I no. who would I put in? No, like not 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 the uh, made up system you guys made up, like the one that you, just your top eight right now. Well, the six teams we named: Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia. Not in that order. 
and then I mean then it's kind of up for debate who's seven and eight, which I mean LSU if LSU didn't lose tonight. They they this they literally like fifteen minutes ago they concluded a seven overtime game that yeah, was like seventy four to seventy two. Yeah. That is hundred and forty six total points. Yeah, that's nuts. That is yeah. But if LSU did not lose tonight, I'd put them, but there's three I oh I I put Michigan because our two losses are to teams that were you know, uh state and Notre Dame. And then I don't know. I guess LSU, UCF. Maybe like maybe UCF. I put in there. I don't like who else was um. I would love to see a UCF and Alabama matchup one v eight. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would just make it so much more exciting. Like, and then like teams are playing for more. It'll happen eventually. Don't worry. And another thing about my made up system I was talking about. I at first when we thought of it, like I was opposed to the idea of. Having it, like you have to have a winner from each conference in, because then you're like, then you're taking teams that like are just yeah. Like, what if Pitt wins? Right. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> I like that idea because it's like it makes it exciting, like the underdog, like just win your conference. But I mean, I'm just talking about like you, you take the win, like the winner of the Pac-12 automatically be in, and like they get in, they could get in over potentially a team like yeah, literally like Michigan, like, like a team that in a bit power five doesn't win their conference but are more deserving. Like you know, the Pac-12 championship is Utah versus Washington. Is it really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what I, if, like I feel like they just beat up on each other all the time. Like they they kind of ruin each other's chances. But as, well, maybe not in your like because Washington made it two years ago. Maybe like yeah. this year they have. Really. No, but I think that if if we had my made up system, is that like. Each of the Power Five conferences has a shot, so I think that would bring more talent to the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve. You know what I mean? Like they get they get better, like in theory, they get better recruits knowing that they have a they have like an equal shot, a more equal shot of getting in the playoff and competing for a national championship, and like maybe over a few years it would balance out the talent dispersed between like the Power Five conferences. That's just an idea, but I don't know if that would actually happen. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. It, it seems my, like my, everybody my in America, it feels like everyone in America wants there to be eight teams in the playoff. So Yo, why don't they? Like, it, there's it, reasons. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. It Not, should. I mean, it was a big deal when it went to four instead of just having the top two teams. So, I mean, it's good. it'll happen. I hate the games so much. It has to happen. It will. Maybe not in, in the foreseeable future with the first few years, but... It's down the road uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, that'll. I guess we've talked about all we have about college football. Yeah, um, we did our job. We did our job. We're we'll talk about the NFL. I guess. Uh, sure. Thanksgiving was two days ago. Uh, six teams squared off. We have the uh, Chicago Bears went to Detroit and they handled their business and won twenty three to sixteen. Uh, they improved to eight and three. The Lions dropped to four and seven, and the Bears continue. Uh, Leading the NFC North, I don't not did it without Trubisky. Without Trubisky, Chase Daniel looked pretty good. I think he threw two touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns, one Tariq, one. Whoa! (laughs) Ad playing on Jack's computer. Um. Oh gosh. Yeah, he did. He threw two touchdowns. Uh, Tariq Cohen caught one. We'll 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 check out the stats. We're gonna pull up the stats here. Don't worry, guys. Um, I benched Tariq Cohen. That's a shame. 
That is a shame. He only had 14 rushing, but then he had like a good yeah 45 and a touchdown. Other touchdown went to some another receiving back. Oh, Mizell. To Quan Mizell. He in the early part of the game. Yeah, he caught. I know. I got. Who the heck is this guy? I in the early it. part of the game, Tariq Cohen didn't really do much, and it looked like this random guy named Taquan Mizell was stealing his fantasy points. Yeah. But Tariq Cohen got going, and I think he finished with seven catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. Added a few carries for some yards there, but yeah. you know, I mean, the Bears, if uh, they're so good, their yeah. defense is amazing. Eddie Jackson, the guy who scored the defensive touchdown for the Bears in the game, that's the same guy that he, scored. He has five on Sunday night, right? He has five defensive touchdowns yeah. the past two years, which is like by far the most in the league, I think. I'm sure it is. That's nuts. Yeah. So. If you picked their the, whole defense, if you picked up the Bears' defensive fantasy at whatever in the early part of this season, you could have a league winner on your hands. Is uh, Mac your defensive player of the year? No. Yeah, Aaron Donald. Has to be Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald He's leads the league in East. sacks. H two P. He's an yeah Pitt alum, uh, and he uh, he leads the league in sacks as an interior defensive lineman. That's that's that, so rare. That doesn't. That's uh, in the game against the Chiefs. He like. <laughs> He had two forced fumbles, I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, no, no disrespect to Cleo Mack because he's – the Bears' defense was already good, and they had a lot of young pieces, but when he came there, he really just made them the best defense in the league. Rokon Smith's having a good year, I think, too. Yes, they have a lot of guys. Um, so if you look at the Bears, they're sitting pretty at 8-3 and three in the NFC North. Uh, I think the Vikings are 5-4-1, and one, and the Packers are – Four, five, and one. If I'm not mistaken, I think you're right. I mean, by the time you're listening to this, uh, week twelve of will yeah. have already concluded, probably. So, uh, their records may have changed a little bit, but the Bears have at least like a two game lead right now in the North. And uh, I mean, unless they completely choke it away in the second half, uh, not the second half, like the last whatever uh, five games of the year. I mean, there. I mean, it looks like they're going to be hosting a playoff game for the first time in, I don't know, probably since Jay Cutler was the quarterback. I think so. The um, last time I remember the Bears in the playoffs, like hosting a game, was like the game when they played the Packers in the NFC Championship game, and Jay Cutler like got hurt. Not really. It was on the yeah. yeah. That was a lot of time I remember, and that was I think that was like eight years ago. So wow, good for Chicago. I was, I was just thinking back to like '06 when they won or when they lost to the Peyton and Super Bowl, but it probably isn't no. Yeah, 2010 yeah. was definitely they were definitely in it then. I don't know if there was a time more recent than that. Yeah. So I mean, the Bears look really balanced. They've got good running backs. Like Jordan Howard is still really good, and he's not even like he's a bust for fantasy. But in in real life, he's a, he's a threat out there, and he he changes the game a little bit. Well, having a just having that tandem is just you know great for them. Yeah, real shame. I thought he was gonna be good. I mean, just about for statistically, like for fantasy purpose, I thought he'd have a good year. I mean, it doesn't make Tariq sense Cohen how how is... good he was on a bad team, and now he's on a good team, and he's just not good at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have a new coach now. Yeah, Matt Nagy. Right, and I guess that doesn't fit his scheme. But man, I'm glad Tariq Cohen's getting more action. He's on my dynasty team. Yeah, and that, I mean they've got a lot of weapons. I mean, Allen Robinson statistically also he's kind of just from yeah, a fantasy he, perspective. He has his games. Yeah, he's kind of like inconsistent. Like he'll go off a week and then he'll not do much. Uh, on Thursday he had two receptions, 37 yards. I had I thought he had more than two receptions, but I his. Uh, his two catches, I actually remember both. And both were impressive, uh, 
grabs at like crucial points. So he's he's making a he's making a difference out there, and I think he's a talented receiver. They just like to spread the ball around. They do. Yeah, guys. I mean, they yeah, Gabriel forty nine, Cohen forty five, Miller forty one, Robinson thirty seven, Burton twenty eight. Like that's very dispersed. Yeah, I mean they they really like Anthony Miller. Um, he's I think he's got four touchdowns on the year, if I'm not mistaken. So. He's having a pretty decent rookie year, and uh, like I said, they just—they've got a lot of weapons, so they like to utilize them all and spread the ball around. Um, yeah. If you go to the Detroit side, the Lions. Uh, you know, they, this just seems to be the case of the like the Lions, like they're in—they're in every game. I feel like, and they just—they don't. I feel like they, there's something about them that they're kind of like allergic to winning. Yeah, in a way. Like, Sta- they are not, not even a bad team, like. They're they're I feel like they're better than a four and seven team. Like I feel like they should be like six and not really five, but like and Stafford really did not play well at all. He turned the ball. I mean he, I mean to be fair, he goes against the best defense in the league, but turns the ball over twice and kind of had a lackluster game. Didn't really get the offense going in the early part of the game. It wasn't for Garrett Blunt, you know, doing work around the goal line. Was a beast. Uh, benched him in fantasy too. That's nice. Um, so that's always good. But I mean, uh, if it wasn't for him falling at the goal line to get two touchdowns, Lions don't really do much on offense, and uh, shows how good Carry On is. Really, you're kind of missing him. But yeah. I mean, not yeah, I mean, Blunt has good stats, but and like, he he finishes with like 19 carries for 88 yards and has a pretty decent average. But Carry On kind of just like you're not scared of the Garrett Blunt catching passes out of the backfield. Like Carrion has that ability to do that, and he kind of changes the whole offense. So I think this is arguably like the most complete backfield. The Lions, kind of. Well, I mean, you've got Riddick, who's a really good pass catching back. Blunt, Blunt is your goal line guy, and Carrion, who's every down back. And, and not only is he your every down back, he can do it all. But yeah, I I I I like this. Running it's back not. I, but yeah, group. but you. But do you get why I'm saying like they're not a four and seven team like. You just call them the arguably the most complete backfield in the NFL. Uh, they probably aren't. If they have Marv, if they ha- Marvin Jones wasn't healthy for this game, but if he was healthy, Kenny Galladay's really, really having an amazing season. If they kept Tate, it'd be different. I love Golden Tate. Yeah, but no, Kenny Galladay has really been on a tear, uh, and since Golden Tate left, he had a monster game two weeks ago, and he, on Thanksgiving he had a pretty solid day with five catches for ninety yards. Uh, he's just huge, and he makes – he's well, what is he? I think he's like 6'4". Huge arms, sure. and uh, they, six, four. they call him Minitron for a reason. They do? Uh, yeah, they do. They call him Minitron. <laughs> Isn't that a good nickname? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. The Lions kind of look like they've, – they've done the same they, – ever they've they've never won a playoff game with Stafford. They've no. been They've been to the playoffs twice, I believe. Um, I would hate to be a fan of the Lions because, like – or teams like this, like – they're not bad enough to go rebuild and invest in the draft, but they're not good enough to like make it in the playoffs. I mean, they What's have another chance, team they like a chance that? to make it in the playoffs, but like they're not, you know, not going to do anything. Um, Titans, oh yeah, <laughs> Li- like the Titans, the Lions, the Bengals, the Bengals definitely, yeah, they fit that stereotype. Maybe the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins, you can you you can bomb that team, not literally. I just mean like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Kind of the Cowboys. No. The Cowboys' problem is their coaching. Well, it's just, that's a good transition. We'll get into the Cowboys right yeah. now. Yeah. But 
I love the Cowboys, be, like their team. They have a like I like their de- I love their defense. I think that Mari I wouldn't Cooper, I wouldn't say I love their defense, but I it's do definitely love their I would say that definitely has improved over the past like two seasons. Like if you go if you think about it, like two years ago, you see your guy on your fantasy team, and he has Dallas coming up on his schedule. Two years ago, yeah, but they, you're like they're different you're, now. I know. I'm just saying, like you're looking at that two years ago. I'm like, oh, nice. I got my guy going against Dallas. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a field day. But now you look at it, and like they've got a very good run defense. I believe they're like in the top five. Probably run defenses. I think they got the they got the best linebacker core in in the league. In the league, I don't know about in the league, but no, they don't. That's a lie. I know. I they're, mean, they're like top, very they're top something. Like with Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, very strong. And, and Sean Lee, Lee, yeah, like that's that's a that's a scary tandem. And Demarcus Lawrence, um, you know, rushing the passer, very good front seven. Yeah. Um, and I forget their. They have this guy. This corner is really playing well. Oh, Richard Sherman. <laughs> Richard Sherman. No, I, I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I forget his name. He's got a weird name. We'll look it up later. But he's he's really doing well. I forget his name. Uh, but yeah, like we said, like has definitely improved over the past two seasons, and um, it's showing. I mean, they played pretty well. I mean, you this know, offense. Granted, too. they did go against Colt McCoy in this game, but he, they, they did pick him off three times, I believe. So. I mean, good for them. And they finally good. figured it out. They've won three games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And the reason why is because they've given is Zeke the ball. Like, in the beginning of the year, they were giving him, like, yeah. 17 no touches. No idea why. And now they're giving him, like, 25, 30 touches. And that's what – like it, it equates to wins. Like, it's not that hard to figure out. And they finally figured it out. And they've won, I think, three in a row. So. Right. Like, they have all the tools, I think, to be a, a – I'm not. I'm gonna say elite team, just like they how they were two years ago when Dak and Zeke were rookies. Like their defense, we just talked about. I think is complete defense. Definitely a lot better than when they were thirteen and three. Right, better than that season. Uh, the receiving core, Amari Cooper. I've always liked. He's a great route runner, and in the right system. And I mean, he went off on Thursday, but he can strive as a wide receiver one, as he's shown flashes of in his career. And then the other. The other scrubs can mm, Gallup really hasn't impressed me at all. They they can whatever, but they can besides what's his, or what I just Cole said. Cole Beasley Cooper, catches a lot of passes though. Yeah, so like, I think their receivers are good enough. Um, obviously they have like a top two running back in Zeke, and I am in love with Dak Prescott. <laughs> we um, I don't know if ever he, I don't know if your love for Dak has really shown on the show yet, but Jack. Oh, is I love a Dak big, Prescott. Jack is a big Dak fan, but um, he's. I'll admit, like, he doesn't make great throws down the field, but uh, he's a serviceable quarterback thing when you games. I mean, he 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 went. He was on a 13-3 team, a quarterback in 2016. So I think that under right, under right coaching that he can strive, which I think that's the their problem, and I, I don't think this is news to anyone, is Jason Garrett, that, like, your team, I, I just talked about everything, all the tools they have on their team. Like, they just, at some point, you just gotta blame the coach, like, and I think that's why they've been winning the past few games. What you said, just I think that rumors have 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 been uh, circulating that he's kind of on the hot seat. Like people are like really like scrutinizing him, but he's kind of. I mean, I noticed in like the Eagles game when they beat them on Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night that like I feel like he was kind of making some more like gutsy gutsy decisions, and he was kind of like coaching for his job, and he's got to be more McVay like and kind of do that more if the Cowboys want to. 
get anywhere, which, I mean, I think I think they're going to win this division at this point in time because of how weak the NFC East is, and they have a shot, but I sure hope they do. Not the Eagles, but, yeah, that's all i got to say with the Cowboys. Yeah, but then that's why I included them in those group of teams that are good enough to, like, get to the playoffs maybe, but, like, not – there's no way the Cowboys are gonna win the Super Bowl. Like you know that. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Exactly. Like I mean, but I think if McVay was their coach, they can't do a complete coach coaching trade between Jason Garrett and McVay. But like a guy like McVay, they could compete for the Super Bowl. They I, have the tools. I think. I guess so. I I guess the reason why you don't you can't include them in those like teams like the Lions and the Titans and maybe the Dolphins. They have more talent than all these teams. They have more talent, and they're just like they're, they're just like more I kind of like I care more about the Cowboys and like I don't care about the Titans there's like, more exciting they are like because there's more storylines yeah them, they're America's know? team like they're more exciting than the Tennessee Titans yeah sorry like sorry any I don't know any Titans fans and I doubt there's any Titans 50% fans of our listening. listeners are probably from Tennessee so yeah this is gonna probably the last show I'll, I'll <laughs> do you know that we almost like lived in Tennessee I <laughs> I'm serious. I think I did know that. Our dad, but not almost. I, I think it was just like he had an option to go to Tennessee. I think our dad had like a job offer to like go to Tennessee before we were born. So there's a chance like we could be, you know, we from be Tennessee. T- we oh, I was gonna say. You, I thought you were gonna no, say we, we, would, we, we wouldn't be tight. Maybe like we we'd hate Titans fans like we hate Eagles fans. Like they'd be so obnoxious to us and like I don't know. Maybe we would have these like with their cowboy hats. <laughs> I don't know. I always, I've always, Nashville seems cool. I'd want to go there. I always like picture like I picture that for some reason, like living uh, living in Tennessee and like hating Titans fans. Because I don't we think there. about that at all. I thought about <laughs> it more than five times. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, brief word on the Redskins. It, I mean, it kind of. Uh, I don't want to overreact to one game, but it kind of looks like their season's done. Yeah, they're kind of going downhill. Unless Mark, they start Mark Sanchez next game and he pulls something out <laughs> of the hat. Funny. Who do they uh, play this week? The Red- they played the Cowboys. Who do they play? You probably don't know. Uh, no, yeah. they got the Eagles. I think they got the Eagles. You're right. Eagles yeah. on. Mm-hmm. That well, they got to play the Eagles twice. No, you're, so gotta... you're right. You're right. Monday Night Football versus the Eagles. That's who they play. Okay. Uh, that's a loss. They're they're not winning. They they look Are so they the bad. I think they're at home. The thing is, uh, I don't remember, but Adrian Peterson has looked really really good when they're playing with the lead. And they can yeah, feed him the ball. And they can run the ball, but they're all. Oh, we talked about their passing weapons. They have no one. Yeah. Vernon Davis probably. Who who led them in pet receiving? Jordan Vernon Davis was second. <laughs> their tight ends were seventy five yards, seventy three yards. Yeah. No. They, they, those guys on the outside do not scare you at all. Yeah. That's that's a shame. They're at, so all right. So we're looking at the guy. Any every guy who caught a pass of the Redskins. We're just going to go down the list real quick. I haven't heard half these guys. You got Jordan Reed yeah, was the leading receiver with seventy five yards. Then Vernon Davis was seventy three. But I pretty much all came on that one touchdown that he caught. That's right. Yeah, two or seven. Then Josh Doxson. Then Trey Quinn. I never heard of Trey Quinn. He was that white guy that did the scar in his touchdown dance. Yeah, I know that now. Then Capri Bibbs, who's a running back. Then right. Adrian Peterson, who's a running back. And then Maurice Harris was targeted five times. But <laughs> oh, failed, five. <laughs> failed to complete a cat, uh, haul in a target. Poor Maurice. So you have two receivers caught passes in this game. And one of them was what? a guy named Trey Quinn. Oh, you're right. I guess two wide receivers are yes. caught passes. So no one on the outside is scaring you, and especially when Colt McCoy is throwing you the ball, no one is scaring you at all. Oh, Trey Quinn was uh, Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick of the 2018 draft. Okay, good for that guy. Good, but good for him. But uh, the Redskins, 
would not. Their defense is good, though. It's it's good, but it would not shock me at all if the Redskins went six and ten this year. <laughs> They're six and five right now, and I think nah, they'll win something. They were six and two or three, I think. But I'm looking at who they play. They got a. They got a. They'll beat someone. All right. I don't they want to talk about the Redskins too much, so we'll just predict the rest of their season schedule and move on to the late game. I mean, late the Redskins game. deserve it for not paying Kirk Cousins, but uh, I right. play the Eagles. I'll, oh, they're on the road, too. They're going to lose. They play the Eagles on the road. Giants, play, winnable game. Giants at home. Reds, uh, Jaguars on the road. Titans on the road. And the Eagles to close out the year at home. I say they win two. I think they win one game. And I don't know who that's going to be against. It's either going to now, yeah, uh, that's a shame the Eagles are going to get to beat them twice. But I think they'll win two. I mean, outside chance to beat the Eagles, probably not. Uh, they'll beat either the Giants, Titans, Jags, two of those three. I'm going to say that. I really don't know who they'll beat, but they're going to win one, only one game. I mean, they could. I have no faith in them whatsoever to win anymore. It's um, a shame. So yeah, I don't let's know. Go back to uh, it's just it's just it yeah it sucks that that happened to Alex Smith like you don't want that to happen to anyone that is terrible. Um, That's the wrong tab. Yeah. So anyway, the last game was the Atlanta Falcons going into New Orleans and oh. they got you know the score they only lost by fourteen but I think that last that. touchdown was a garbage was time a, touchdown. Uh, yeah, it was. It, I I was paying close attention to that because I'm going against Matt Ryan. So um. The Saints dominated this one pretty much from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, you know, Drew Brees did what Drew Brees does. Uh, DB does what DB does. He went against, like, I think Atlanta's the worst defense in the NFL. We're going to say they're the worst. Um, even if they aren't. Because they suck. <laughs> they've been obliterated with injuries. Yeah. Uh, I know they're definitely the... I'm surprised they only scored 31. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going off back-to-back weeks when they scored... Close. They scored 50, uh, 54, 52 against the Bengals two weeks ago. And then 48. Last week against the Eagles, they scored 48. And yeah. then, I mean, we're acting like 31's bad. Like that, it's, but like when the Saints are accustomed to putting up 40 plus. So, I mean, Drew Brees, he's in, right in the thick of the MB, MVP uh, conversation. I mean, he's my MVP. He is your MVP? Yeah. Is he not yours? Uh, I feel like he's everyone's, but. I still think Pat Mahomes could do it. Like, if it was right now, I'd probably give it to Drew Brees, but... It just depends how the season plays out. Yeah. You know? I, if Brees that... could fall... I don't see him falling off, but there's a chance. But I think right now, Brees is definitely... Yeah, but anyway, he destroyed the Falcons as everyone expected to. Uh, very efficient, you know. He completed 15 of 22, which is, you know, pretty good for him. Uh, four touchdowns. And uh, he was he was throwing to a lot of I don't remember, who did he throw to he threw he did not throw any touchdowns to Thomas Kamara or Ingram oh yeah the, he threw a bunch of no names here's a guy who caught touchdowns for the <laughs> I haven't heard of any of these guys I uh, yeah uh, Dan Arnold I don't uh, before sorry before this game I wouldn't if you gave me a list of these guys amongst other names I couldn't tell you if they're football players like I never heard of these guys yeah I was in one one league I was going against. Matt Ryan, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and Michael Thomas. And I mean, they kind of survived because they didn't really do that much. Yeah. But anyway, the guys who caught Pat touchdowns for the Saints, you know what? You know, uh, we can't do this now. I was gonna, If we had, like, a live audience, we could, like, list, like, a bunch of names and, like, 
inter like interchange some like random names that we make up and see if they were like actual football players. But Dan, next, next time we have a live audience, we'll do yeah, that. at our next live show, we'll do that. Yeah, Dan Arnold, Tommy Lee Lewis, Tommy Austin Lee. Carr, and Heath Kirkwood. Nice. Uh, let that. Say. If those guys can catch touchdowns from Drew Brees, like I that, can. I don't. That that should scare you. That the Saints, the Saints should scare you even more after these randos can score touchdowns. They should sign me. I mean, I think you could like put up like decent stats on the Saints. Yeah, yeah. If Tommy Lee Lewis can do it, you can do it. Who's if Tommy Lee, I've actually he's probably the only name I would have like actually recognized. Where's the other from? names I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have known. Who's, what do you know about Tommy Lee? Like I, I, I he was he's been on the Saints I think for a few years. Like, oh, I think really? I like knew who he was, but Dan Arnold, especially not Dan Arnold. Who, who the hell is Dan Arnold? Not um, Sam Darnold. But uh, the Saints are ten and one. Falcons are four and seven. Uh, where do you see the Saints finishing at the end of the year? I was just gonna say, uh, my biased opinion. I think that we could upset them in a few weeks, and we just be their only their other loss, and they go fourteen and two. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be a good game. It's the Steelers versus Saints, yeah. week sixteen. I mean the Saints would be favored, but like it wouldn't it wouldn't be like a complete shock. And people wouldn't be off wouldn't be off the Saints bandwagon if the Steelers won. Steelers are a good team, so I think that is a possible loss. But then other than that, I think they're winning the rest. I mean, who else do they play? Do you know? Saints. Um, I know they gotta play the Panthers twice. Oh, they haven't played the Panthers yet. Maybe we'll lose no. one of those. They play the Bucks again. That's a win. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly. They play Dallas next week. That's a win. Yeah. I don't know. I I think at minimum I say they'll lose one either to us or one against the Panthers. They'll lose at minimum. I see them being uh, thirteen and three, but obviously they could easily we'll say fourteen too. They could easily win the rest of their games. Yeah. Um, you know I don't know. So they look to be strong going into the playoffs, and I'm sure when we do our playoff pool come playoff time, a lot of people are going to be picking them. It's just yeah, it's it's gonna be there. It's probably only gonna be Saints, Rams, Chiefs. In that order of amount, like of the, of the predicted winners. No, nah, if the first of all, if the Eagles make the playoffs, there will be Eagles be, winners. I don't even think. I think all the Eagles fans have lost. There will definitely be. If we get, say, we get sixty people, I think five people will pick the Eagles. Maybe. I think. So. I think. I literally think like every uh every Eagles fan like acknowledges that like it's not their year and they don't have a chance to win. I don't know. Yeah, but we'll certainly be getting a lot of Rams, uh, Chiefs, and yeah. Saints. I don't think my bold prediction for the playoffs as of right now, Week Twelve. I don't think the Rams or the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl. I think it's gonna be Saints. I don't know Steelers. if that's that that bold, but I don't think either. For some reason, I just I'm waiting and waiting for the Vikings to get hot. I just have a feeling the whole year that the Vikings have something special in them. I do too, but seeing the Saints now, it's really hard for me to put have the Vikings beat the Saints, especially if they play meet each other again in the playoffs. After you last think year, the Saints have comp- conquered their demons of last year. Yeah, I, I I really don't see that happening. You know, I love Kirk so much. I think that the I mean their defense has been underperforming. I don't know. I just, I just would not count on the Vikings yet. If they can I get in, either, no. and they, they get, get in, hot, I really I I think they could. I don't know. I think they could be scary. Um. Yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. 
And uh, yeah, that's uh, I think that's gonna be our episode. We, I I was I only planned on this being like twenty five minutes, but it's like forty five. Hmm. Yeah, good for us. It's kind of late. I got to get up early tomorrow, so we're gonna wrap this thing up. Any sure. any closing remarks to our improv episode, one we threw together? Let's go Irish. Yeah, let's go Irish. I'll probably be on before the playoff, but yeah. Yeah, the uh, the semifinals are well. The the selection show is yeah, when next, is the selection show? next like the Sunday, official one. December third. Oh, is it the day Decem- after the? This, excuse me, it's December second. It's the, the yeah, sorry. the day after the championships. Day after the championships is the college football selection show. I don't mm. know what time, but okay. So uh, a week from today, actually. Yeah, week from today. Well, wow. and the semifinals are December twenty ninth. Uh, it's a Saturday. And the championship is always on a Monday, so it's January 7th. And, uh, yeah, it's all the important days in college football. And you'll be seeing the Irish on at least the semifinals and hopefully the championship. Hoisting the trophy. Bama versus Notre Dame. Let's hope that happens. I'd be scared. I'm, like, not scared of any other team except Bama. I'm not scared of Bama. Why are you not scared of Bama (laughs) after what they did to LSU? I'm not scared of Bama. I'm not. No, this they're human teams, beings. They're, this is this team is different. They wake up every morning. They, I mean, hey, the Citadel gave them a scare. The Citadel tied them at halftime, man. No, but they'd be more prepared for for a game like this. Not more prepared, but they'd be they more on more. guard. Yeah, they care more. Don't worry about it. Everyone's human. Everyone can be beat. I just want to repeat it six years ago. Except what? I don't want to. Repeat. I thought you said you do want to repeat. I'm like, what? Why? No. why? I don't why know. Don't I, I don't know. I don't. Uh. Last thing I want to say is my bull prediction. I think I, I definitely said this on the episode before, but Tua is going to be a New England Patriot when he enters the draft next year. In 20... 2020. The Patriots are going to draft Tua Tagovailoa to replace Tom Brady as their quarterback. So bookmark that at f- about 45 minutes into episode 19 of the Hogline podcast. I declared that Tua Tagovailoa He's going to be a New England Patriot. So that's just your reference there. And, uh, yeah, that's going to conclude our episode. This is episode – I don't even think I said in the beginning what episode this was. We just went right in with the Irish. Uh, yeah. Episode 19 you listened to. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We kind of threw it together. And, uh, yeah, you can follow Jack on Instagram at je- – I, I never remember what it underscore is. Underscore underscore. There you go. You can follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Follow the show on Instagram at The Hogline Podcast. We post updates. Uh, I try to post them as much as I can. I'll do more. I'll, I'll be more active on that account. Yeah, come on, social media manager. That's not that's not my title. <laughs> well, now it is. Okay. Um, SMM? Yes, the S. What? The S-A- SMM. SMM, that too, the SIM. Uh, sure. You, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Hogline Podcast, and rate, review us on iTunes, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and all that jazz. I think I covered it all. I think you did. I uh, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, and I hope that too. Yeah, we, we uh, we're thankful for all of our listeners, even if there are probably like nine of you out there. So yeah, thank you for everything that you guys have done. Listen to the show. I enjoy doing this, and. Uh, Yeah, let's keep this thing rolling. Have a good one. Bye.